This podcast is proudly brought to you by Lerato Agency and Lenala Beauty. Hello, hello everybody. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Pattern Brands Podcast with Pat and Bumi. <laughs> hello everybody. My name is Unompumele Losacha and welcome to the Pattern Brands Podcast with myself, Unpumi and Pat. Today's episode is actually legendary. Yeah, guys, I don't think you've ever seen Pat in this in this uh, in this moment. <laughs> He's even crying. Yeah, man, look, <laughs> it, it took Four years, yeah. you know, for this interview to happen. I initially, I'd wanted uh, this gentleman that will be joining us today to be at our Pattern Brands uh, Dialogues, yes. you know? And I remember uh, when I reached out to a friend of mine, Kosi, I was like, Kosi, man, who can I invite to this platform? Because remember, Kosi is the one that sparked the idea of the dialogue. Sure. And said, Pat, look, there's nothing like this for our people, so why don't you create something? And he gave me names, you know, he gave yeah. me, you know, she gave me a lot of names. And one of them was like, Muzikuzwai. Then I was like, Muzikuzwai, who is this man? Yeah. Then I remembered in 2014, when I was doing my uh, my honors, actually, mm. I was watching Magazine Media. Yeah, this is the... Second time. I'll tell you the story. No, 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 no. That Magazine Media has played a role. If yeah, because I also, in terms of how I applied for a job, was through Magazine Media. Wow! And I saw Cheria um, Sekasi at the time that were on that. Yeah. Anyway, continue. So watching Magazine Media and they're talking about this very contentious topic: transformation, transformation. Yeah. Why is the industry not transforming? And had a special, I'd say, episode at uh, at Gifts. They're recording this thing at Gifts, you know. And they had all the marketers in the room, CMOs, agency guys, and then and and then I'm sitting watching this thing. I'm like, okay, there's gonna be a robust debate and discussion. But it turned out that actually the point of discussion was this man's uh they call it at the time they said he staged a walkout. You know, he stood up and he was like, I am tired of talking. <laughs> I am tired of talking about transformation and nothing is really happening. And yeah, man, I was like, I was intrigued, you know. Then I started researching and watching his TED Talks and, and I just saw that actually this is a brilliant mind. And he would add value wherever he's given a mic to speak because clearly he knows more than what we know, you know. And here's a man who's just tired of talking and sitting in Mac chatters and all these other platforms where they talk about transforming the industry. But when I asked him today, has the industry transformed? He gave us an interesting answer. <laughs> <Irony>. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm truly, truly honored and humble that uh, we are joined by Mr. Muzikuzwa. So, we're breaking the norm here. And that's yes, why. Yes, guys. <laughs> what you guys are used to definitely is not what you're going to hear today, generally, in terms of our flow. Yeah. In terms of the conversation. But um, we're, we're super excited. Absolutely. Mr. K. Mr. K is the unique name. Yes. <laughs> we said we couldn't call him Muzi. Then I tried Mr. Muzi. Uh, then we heard Mr. K. Ah. Uh, then Ziakal. Yeah. We went with Mr. K. Yeah, now. Mr. K. K. Mokala. <laughs> Apparently, actually, I had a story before he jumped in. Another story, Kosi tells me, you used to introduce yourself as Muzi Kuzwaya. Then you spell it out. <laughs> then you get to the K. You say the K stands for? <laughs> well, you know what happened? Um, your podcast will be banned because we're going to take you to the BCCSA. <laughs> <laughs> we are not regulated. the rate you're going. <laughs> I was going. So how do you spell Kuzwayo? I was speaking to somebody. I said, you know, simple. <clears throat> Excuse me. Kefa unlocks zoo, white wow. ABLs. Ouch. You've <laughs> <laughs> always been a creative. I was, I, was, yeah? I was talking about marketing. And yeah. I, was, I was sick and tired of people, you know, creating advertising that was insulting to black people. Mm. That was disrespectful. That was laughing at, at black people. Yeah. Humor, good humor, is laughing at yourself, mm. not at others. Mm. And a lot of humor was not laughing with black people or black people laughing at. at themselves. They were laughing at black people. There were so many ads. I remember 
we went through them. One of the ads was for soap that we years ago, um, and they were this was overseas. We could use the soap to wash your black skin off. You know? Yeah, sure. And there was an ad that was done by Ever Ready. I've got it in my in my older book. There's a torch in the boardroom, and it says, "Make your high." You know, they were selling Ever Ready torches. Yeah, make your house look like that of a white man. Mm. So I was sick and tired of that. And so, what do you want to know? Kuzwai, how do you spell that? Kefa unlock zoo white APLs. Ouch. That was it. Wow. So, um, you started to career as a copywriter. Yeah. Well, before even I think uh, much to um, what I'm, what I researched and what I learned. Yeah, you, you much the, the Einstein is yeah himself <laughs> in his physical <laughs> form. You know, I, I started in advertising. I moved around a lot. Mm. You, you've got to be the student of your industry. Certainly, uh-huh. you can't say I'm a copywriter. You can't say I'm just an art director. You've mm. got to, clients don't buy that. Mm. They buy your expertise. So I started in media, funny enough. Oh. And, and, I, and, I, and I did research. So you need to update your client LinkedIn. service. I became a copywriter. Yeah. In most industries, people move around. Because at some stage, you've got to be the leader of the industry. Uh-huh. Now, you can't look at the world through a very myopic mm. lens. view, a yeah. very myopic lens. You've yeah. got to be able to see the totality of the industry because you're going to be the leader of the industry someday. Sure. So you've got to know it right from sweeping. One of my jobs um, was on every Monday morning, I would tear out the ads that we ran in the weekend. Yes. And send them to the clients. So I spent a lot of my time in the Mm -hmm. main room or vouchers as we called it. Yeah. So you've got to know the industry from the main room to opening up the job bags, which is uh, the project for for writing for doing the ads yes to traffic which is running the project internally uh-huh. to being able to give expertise expert advice to clients because wow. you can give the advice if you can't deliver it if you can't make it happen or if people are just cutting corners then you're gonna have deep trouble mm. so from starting a BSc at, at UCT, Obviously, one would have thought that you you, you wanted to be <laughs> no, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> a scientist. Okay, so from from educationally, yeah. from I, an education I background. I did a BSc at, at at Rhodes University. Oh, at Rhodes, yeah. not UCT. Yeah, I got expelled from Tefloop, went to Rhodes, finished. But your first degree is your parents' degree, isn't it? Okay. Uh, you, do, you do the things that they want. Wow. Uh, Interesting. That's what we were speaking about with Mbumi. Yeah. Actually, uh, my mind was asking her, why did she dish accounting? And the answer was simply that, that she wanted to please her parents. I wouldn't put it like that. I'm not sure if it's pleasing them or yeah, she had a choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to go into marketing or dramatic arts. Yeah. So anything science was going to blow up the, the place. So mm. wow. yeah, my next bet was chartered accountancy. But mm. going back to you. I, I wanted to, to be a journalist. And my mom said, they're going to kill you. The uh. police are going to kill you. Um, but I ended up writing for the papers anyway. <laughs> exactly. It's interesting how things always come still alive. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I'm still alive. Yeah. Wow. Um, but then I was not the hard journalist. No, of course. Like, like at that time. Yeah. What were you suspended for at, you see, at uh, Rhodes? I mean, Teflop. Teflop. Were you active politically? You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> So we did, you know, we did, we did, um, the police took over the campus one state of emergency. Sure. I would speak at, at, at mass meetings. And we, I don't know if that's the reason why. But the police, so we wrote this thing, and I won't mention his name, he's got a PhD now. <laughs> <laughs> so we wrote this thing, and we call it cartoon, where we cartooned the soldiers and the police. Wow. And told everything that they had said. In the, so they sent us a communique. Sure. So don't believe the ANC, this, this, and the UDF, you know, and then they're just paper tigers, I remember. And then we wrote something where we cartooned it and turned it on its head and went there in the middle of the night and we put it up sure. and we left. 
Um, so, and then a letter came to my family then the day that I wasn't returned. Oh, that's at the end of the year? Yeah, they expelled us. Um, sure. Because, you see, every time they expelled you during the year, there would be, there'd be, there'd be boycotts. So they expelled mm. a whole lot of us. And say, never it was, come back. It was, it was the most embarrassing thing. It was the most embarrassing thing. Because, I mean, your parents look like hey, not, who, <laughs> In fact, none of, nobody wanted to speak to me because they, they you know, I'd been, this, was, this was the second time I got expelled. Sure. At first I was expelled in, in Peter Maritzburg. It's, it's embarrassing. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. I think the other no, one... No, no, the, the one thing that happened, we organized the past boycott there. For two against two cents, um, and and so your mom your mom looks at you like I've spent this money. Mm. You've been expelled from school, you know. So that's fine. It gets worse when your kids. So you can't tell your kids anything. <laughs> <laughs> you expelled. So what do you? you know? Sure. So Shame you, you know, But also, level. isn't it that that time required a certain of. A certain certain actions by you so that you can you know rebel against an adjust an adjust system. Yeah, but I, I think what's happened is now that it's like know, now your kids sort of taking part in fees must fall. She's taking part in some other things. Which <laughs> you, you can't say no. Yeah, um, you you know what it is. There's a human level to it. Um, a lot of people glorify the struggle. There's a manuscript that I've not finished writing uh, it's a novel it's fictionalized mm. it's based in turf loop and it's this, I, I call it the struggle days mm. there's a human level to it which i think has been sanitized in making the whole struggle a heroic a heroic thing mm. uh, there are people who died my father's house was burned by the police uh, and my aunt sitting me down and said please don't go and fight back Congress was killed. They gave what the police did. They gave them faulty grenades, and they pretended to be police to to be guys from the MK. Sure. And they told them to go and blow the, the, the electric station uh, or substation. So it was three seconds with a grenade, but they tempered with them, and they went off in the first second. Hands went were blown off. Their faces were blown off. My aunt was the one who admitted them in hospital. Umawe, I called her. She was my mom. She's my mom. Admitted them in hospital. She was shocked in the morning. These things have got a human level. Mm. And I just so the way people sure. make it so such a heroic thing. When Maui came in shocked, saying, "Please don't go to do this. Please don't do this." And you know, um, your dad's house been burned down. So and so, Congress has died. So and so, you know, it's. Uh, it's human. It's people. Yeah, you know that we know by name. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought we were going to talk about brands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no. Ish, yeah, ish, ish. But, but let's I mean, talk we, about. We, we yeah. can we can help you know, but ask you know because obviously for me personally, Bumi, the reason why you're saying I'm starstruck mm. and whatnot is that there's just so many questions and there's just so much. I think wisdom that we can tap into, and mm. somehow, even though we're talking about brands and marketing, there's a link. Yeah, they, they shape you. They shape the way you think. Um, for instance, so when, when I got into the advertising industry, people could not believe that I could write in English. Yeah, um, and also they wanted you to write in a particular way. You know, mm. it's kind of. Um, a minstrel kind of way, you know, we were just in a perpetual show. And my view was, you know, I was reading Ali Mazrui, who explained what Africa, you know, the, the life of Africans, who explained it pretty much the way my teacher, Mr. Msimang, used to in Internet 7, you know. I say someday, look, I, I know I won't write any more books, I don't think very soon. And Except then the manuscript, it, though. This was the manuscript. Oh, it's okay. almost done. Oh. I'm essentially, no, but the, 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 somebody was asking me, the, can you please just write a book about Ubuntu and what mm. it means to be Ubuntu? Sure. You know? Mm. And then because one of the things that is pretty common now is everybody's changing their surnames. Mm. You go find your father that you never knew of then and then change. you change your surname, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is an incredibly wrong thing to do in Africa because you, nobody, there's no illegitimate child in Africa. Sure. When you're born... Mm. You, you know, there's a saying, we're going to ask Certainly. Right. Because <laughs> when you're born 
and your mother and father not married, mm. you then become the child of your uncle. Kamalume. Basically, a child of your grandfather. Yes. So you and the person who takes custody of you, and he's known to spoil you. Yes. Now, if you change your surname, you are saying to him, you're insulting him that he can't afford to feed you. Sure. Wow. And one of the things that happens was so so when let's say you you married and then you get a child before you get married when you go to pay lobola they will always say inkomonekonyane so that you pay for this kid because he now belongs to you, his grandfather mm. or grandmother you know obviously grandfather is yeah. still alive but those things when we changed our education system all of those things were lost mm. um so if you feel uncomfortable about who you are you're never going to be comfortable in your space but if you know full well that you are the child of Madumako you are the child of Mkuluako you will always feel comfortable i mean like people do things when they pay lobola they pay it full you don't pay lobola in full only the kings do that you always leave a little discount so that the family of the mother will always have a claim on the children to say I've got a friend who happy he says every time he went to his grandmother his grandmother would say yeah your dad never finished the ball <laughs> so he goes like that what why don't you finish you know? once he says you know uh, how much is it you know he wants to pay he says no it's 20 rand <laughs> <laughs> but i can't <laughs> and yeah. we were talking about it and happy yeah. says, Because so that they'll always have a claim mm. on her with Madonna like guy. Do you see what I mean? Sure. But now all of those things have been lost. Fallen away. And yeah. what we have done, unfortunately, is we have defined our lives only through the struggle. Mm. Our lives are much richer than that. Luminous. You mm. know, we we own we we've got the we own the cradle of humankind. Mm. Humanity started here. You aren't going to define us in the last 40 years or the last 80 years or the last yeah. 400 years even. What we should be thinking about instead of talking about transformation in advertising is how is Africa going to look like 100 years from today? Mm. So in 1900 there was a um, a meeting a Pan-African conference where Africans came together from around the world to vision a future for for us for the next 100 years and they defined the problem of the 19th century as the problem of the color line mm. and in order to to end discrimination was that all african countries and in the diaspora as well be liberated so they achieved that conference achieved its objective in 1994 when the last african country was liberated south africa sure The question we should be asking that I should be asking you guys is how do you see Africa in the next 100 years? Mm. If you're still trying to solve the same problem that they tried to solve in 1900, then you will have failed. Sure. sure. Mr. K, I mean um you have started an organization and I believe it's called South Africa's Promise? Yes, I've got a copy of the book. Ah, thank and, you. And you. Thank you. And can thank we just so say much. that um, yeah. we we did try to get a copy? Sorry, Mo, you, you know, you're the cameraman. We <laughs> pretend you don't exist. You'll get the e-book. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and you do say here um, that it it is your thank your. You. Thank you for the book. Thank, thank you. You're up, and you are South Africa's promise. I think it just goes back to what you've mentioned: is how do we see you know South Africa? in the next 100 years or what is our contribution to South Africa one of the interviews you've had you've said that i think whilst we the struggle that was the fight and now we it's enorm- economic emancipation that we're fighting it's more of ourselves and it it doesn't have the altruistic view but is it possible to see beyond the survival that probably people are saying i'm i'm really just trying to survive what more can i do for for my, for everybody else if i'm just trying to survive myself Well, you know, we get better and go farther. You know, you know the don't saying. Uh, I've never heard anybody say it. I've heard it in English. But what I do know is umama magatuma when they send you to somewhere far. 
it was one banana cup so in zelinga be in the cocoon you know it is one banana cup so because you're going far yes. you just go with somebody else sure. right but but she oh. says humble oh, one <laughs> yeah you know, because i know <laughs> you're going to be quick. Yeah. so and and there's been it's been summed up beautifully sure. that if you want to go far go with go, go together with go yeah. together if you want to go fast go, go alone. alone yeah so there are certain things I'd like you guys to look at we need to vision my 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 hope is that we're going to live in a in a 100 years from now hopefully when i'm gone um south africa will be a very successful country everybody there'll be no poverty actually we can do that not even in 2030 we can live in a country where there's no poverty whatsoever mm. But you've got to look at it now from an economic point of view. We spoke about going together. Um if you look at the big economies, if you look at America, it's actually an economy of 52 states. Sure. China's got about um, a billion people. India probably about 800 million. The bigger the economy, the more it works. Small economies don't work. Mm. Now, what you if you see all of this xenophobia that's happening now, is we were partitioned so that our economies cannot stand on their own and grow somebody decided to put a line a fence between tsonga speaking people mm. some may call it in mozambique you guys are in south africa mm. there's a fence that di- divides people just arbitrarily mm. there's a fence in pumalanga that divides people arbitrarily that you are swazi you are south africans they speak the same language across the fence there's a fence that divides Basotho in the middle of that you are Mosotho in, in South Africa you are in in the free state free state mm. Dito in 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 uh, Botswana you Dito in Zimbabwe in the north now you are not going to grow an economy of small little countries like that mm. it's going to be easy to move goods from one end to another and yeah. be able to move people from one end to another then there's also a movement of Of, of, of bright ideas so south africa's losing talent is leaking talent mm. incredibly kayaswale was saying on on pumi's show that uh, there are 120 black chartered accountants in london bringing mm. ideas mm. to a european economy when they could be doing it here sure now people who build countries are not people who stand on podiums and spew bile but people like you <laughs> who speak about who use good words yeah. to create because then they make it comfortable for investors they make it comfortable <coughs> for ideas they make it comfortable for talent to thrive bad soil grows nothing sure so there needs to be a very radical and rapid change to make our lives better in our own country for it to succeed sure we may feel like by the end of this podcast will be challenged yeah yeah mentally yeah. there's a lot of thinking and there's a lot of work to be done so yeah. going back to advertising our favorite industry <laughs> <laughs> you know um yes the transformation part it's an ongoing thing and i think more than anything uh, i like your answer when you said we're fighting the wrong war You said we're fighting. You know, advertising can build, not can. It does build countries. Yes. Um, so, you know, I remember my grandmother used to believe that German quality was the worst quality in the world. Uh, in their time, it was true. Um, wow. That's why, you know, it's trash, right? You know, yes, yes, yes. People used to call us German. Yes, German. You know what I mean? It's just clots. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah, but so too mostly. You know, it's just clots that have been put together. Mm. And um, the British were aware of this, so they passed the law of provenance that all countries, that all products that come into German colony, in, into uh, British colonies, must have the, the, the country of origin. Mm. So if it said made in Germany, people wouldn't buy it. Wow. And the Germans came were aware of it. So 12 people came together, Deutsche Werksbund, and came up with a circle of excellence. The idea of the circle of excellence, because the circle, as you can see on the microphone. It's only perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, 
which is why the old German logos are secular. Mercedes Benz, BMW, Bayer, Audi, Herx. You, you can think of them. Oh, you know, they bought into the that. idea of, of secular excellence. Sure. Today we think German quality is great quality. Absolutely. You think the same thing has happened with, with the Koreans, with Samsung and LG. After a while, um, we used to say about Hong Kongs, but now we respect them. Even now the Chinese. The Chinese. So if we want to build, if we want to have respect in the world, advertising people have to lead the uh, the charge. So mm. products like Batu and all other products that we're making yes. have got to grow and go and become international as well. Mm. So so it'll be the fashion, it'll be products, you know, things that people can buy. When I say products, I mean in, in electronic products. Yes. That's what I meant. But we've got to have a whole industry of things that we produce and manufacture and sell to the rest of the world. Mm. Sure. We will not sell to people that see us as people who hate them. If you hate what you call foreigners, mm. they're not going to buy your products because these are the people who are supposed to buy your product and take it to the other side of the world. Uh -huh. mm. So that's what it is. So the, the success of, if, if you'll allow me, black brands, as it were, is crucial because that's how the perceptions are going to be changed. Mm. People are going to respect. If you're wearing your Batu, the product Batu, yes. you wear it with pride in the same way that people wear with Nike with pride and all of those. Absolutely. And I guess that's why we started the Youth on Brands Awards, you know, to just give recognition to those young people mm. that are yeah. really um, it's, it's starting something. It's absolutely magical. It's very important. Mm. That is part of nation building, not just at home, but in the world as well, where you become respectable. So it, at, at the moment, we are seen as people who get on the boats and try to live in other people's countries. But if we start exporting our products to those people, they yeah. will look at us differently. Sure. <laughs> I think I, I'm just thinking of so many things. I mean, and 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 similarly to, I mean, I was on in an Uber ride yesterday with a gentleman who's from Cote d'Ivoire. Um, I've had the privilege of traveling, you know, to your your, your upper African countries. And um, besides the fact that, of course, male and female, he now saw a cup of coffee. It's, it's clearly what we can do. But I think I was just interested in really understanding. These are people who've come to South Africa. He's been here for eight years. Um, so he's understood. I mean, he didn't know English. And he says, listen, I had to, to, to engage with people. I had to then learn English and quite fluent. Um, and now he lives in this country. Um, and um, he experiences, I suppose, the South African um, and Ubuntu, if you're calling it Ubuntu, uh, that sometimes maybe we do forget that whilst we have these people, how do we work with these people? And I'm just thinking from exporting. This is somebody who goes back home who now has a Batu brand that he's wearing. He says his brother is coming. He gives the brother. He takes it there. But there's an economy and there's movement happening, you know? Mbumi, you know what we need? We need a change of heart. Mm. If there's no change of heart, then we need a change of people. Mm. So the Olympic team, when they go overseas... I'm not sure if Batu, I should know whether they make running shoes. <laughs> but the Olympic team will only wear that brand. Mm. Forget about the money you're going to get now. They, they all felt schoolness. Uh, you, you know, you, 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 I'm not sure if you run, we can run with felt schoolness. But what I mean is, <laughs> Nike grew yeah. with American teams. Mm. Uh -huh. It grew with American. Now, this very myopic uh, view that a lot of leaders have been just consumed by the age of the selfie. It's only about the self and nothing else. They've got a change of heart or we must throw them out. It's really th that simple. <laughs> Africa will not and will must not go back to the dark ages. Mm. If you will sit there and not make the change, get the hell out. If not, we throw the chair out. Sure. It was really that simple. Sure. You know? I think we've seen that in parliaments at times. Um, I think China I think, has that. Well, <laughs> I'm I think not I, mistaken. With all due respect, I think the entire, the, the flood should have actually hit parliament and throw <laughs> all of this rubbish out. <laughs> uh, sure. sure. But uh, I mean, I think it is necessary though that we, there's it a is, change of... It is crucial. There's got to be a change of hearts or a change of people. Yeah. It's really that simple. 
So, I mean, I saw on Twitter, I'm not sure how active you are on, on that space, you know. Um, the minister, Aaron Mukwena. Good thing you don't know his name. <laughs> he doesn't deserve to stay in your brain. <laughs> yeah, obviously he was trending and he was dubbed as you know the best minister right now in cabinet because uh, he's fighting against you know illegal immigrants and 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 what's what's your view on that and also like the rise of operations like Dudula. You know, we, sp- we spoke quite extensively about them in the other, you know, episodes. Um, are you saying are we moving backwards in sort of supporting such movements? You see, we've got a president who's dead. He was a dead man walking, completely non-existent. Sure. And when that happens, there's going to be a vacuum. There's a vacuum for it's thinking, a mm. vacuum for everything. Mm. He's just non-existent. And so what then happens is then that vacuum, nature hates vacuum. That vacuum is going to be filled by certain things. Um, I know somebody, his father came from Mozambique. His mom is South African. He was born in South Africa. He hit a shop and was killed. She accused him of uh, being a foreigner. Mm. Now, I've seen this thing. I grew In Painville, where I was born, at the stroke of a pen, and I'll send you the pictures, uh, at the stroke of a pen, they decided that Corsas were illegal foreigners. Sure. Um, and the only relic that I might have, and I'll try and find it on my phone, that, that we had was, uh, if I get my pictures... And so Tosa people had to be taken away from Painville. Steve Church was born In Springs here, 50 kilometers from here. Sure. So it's not a place that's yeah. interesting in the moon. Yeah. So there's a song we used to sing that says, Gulu Sizi. That's how I first knew of Utalinyebo, you know? Yeah. Gulu Sizi Gumakosa. We are I lost friends that we grew up with because mm. they had to be rounded up and left. Sure. And some in the families, they just kept them there. Um, like in our family, Mrs. G and a few other people, like nobody's leaving here um, while I'm trying to, 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 to find my, uh, the, the picture. Sure. Now, these things very quickly become tribal. They mm. come for you. They come for the one they don't like. They come for you because your business is successful. Mm. They come for you because your podcasting is good. Isn't it the same thing that happened also with Nazi Germany when uh, it's, they it's attacked the same thing. It's the same thing. Jewish-owned businesses and Jews in general. But, but, but I'm going to say to you, Nazi Germany is far. It happened 50 kilometers from here. Mm. Sure. With people, like I said, you know, these things, what happened is that uh, they, 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 are, they, they, are, they are real. They're people we know. And to see it happen again in my lifetime, I get so in- angry at it. So I'll find you the picture later on. You know, yeah. so what happened one time? I'm telling the story of somebody who used to drink horse urine. So he got under the horse and there was just gushing. The horse was gushing urine and he got under it and it just went. So I'm telling the story. Somebody says to me, Unamanga Mandos. And was my nickname when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going like, why do, you, why do you say I'm lying? Yeah. He said, where were you when that happened? Somebody must have told me, no, no, I was, I was in the cart. I was there. He says to me, because I was there as well. <laughs> we grew up together, but because of forced removals and this thing of illegal foreigners, we were separated. Sure. So when that happened, I mean, we later discovered that my mom and his mom were friends. Mm. Uh, so, so that's the kind of thing. My sisters were classified as colored. And they had to be moved out of the township of, of Painville because they were illegal in the township. So I never saw my sister for seven years. Sure. <coughs> and then you bring this rubbish again of illegal foreigners? Mm. That's rubbish. There's got to be a change of heart or a change of people. Sure. And yeah. their hearts are too old and stayed. They don't beat anymore. There needs to be a change. There can only be a change of people. 
And the conversation probably in that household before they left was Unoj. It will never happen. But unfortunately it did. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we- We, we never uh, that's sobering actually yeah. you know i mean look it's uh, it's easy to basically look at the twitter streets look at the hashtags and be and also uh, to hear their side of the story because if you think about it those that are sort of perpetuating this thing they say no but they're stealing our jobs okay let yeah. me ask you a question so let's start with the, with, with the sponsor shops mm-hmm. and the townships Did these guys annex houses from from people or did did people give them rent take rent money from them and allow them to run their other shops I mean did in the in the conversation we had we were saying how yes. does it actually start It didn't happen with the barrel of a did, gun did, did they did they force them out No no they did not right Yeah That's the first thing The second thing that if if um that people are stealing our jobs who's the biggest beneficiary of Uh, labor brokers one of the biggest shareholders is Kosatu right mm. oh, yes. so there you go they they are bringing the brokers they are making the money out of us mm. mm. and then we turn the blind eye come on guys come on yeah sure Yeah, and we were supposed to be talking about brands and advertising. <laughs> <laughs> But also, I mean, uh, the time requires us to speak about such things and also to bring in a, a different perspective because yeah. what we see online, you know, and what we see on TV, it's not what Mr. K is sharing with us. Wisdom. You know, she, she, exactly, she's mm. bringing, he's bringing in a, a sort of a, a different perspective and one that is really sobering, you know, if you think about it. I think also just to just to to remind us I, I think many a times in our podcast we are, we are talking probably about our struggles um as entrepreneurs and then as marketers and yes. um I think we sometimes say that we are glorified um artists as marketers <laughs> 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 but um I think the importance also um and and the voice that we have to to affect change and Absolutely. be the change But um, let, let me it's so important yeah, to no interject problem. there. Let me paint a picture. Same uh, Mr. K, you are now uh, oh, sorry, I'm gonna show you a picture here. Yeah. This is my crash where I went it was demolished. Whoa. And 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 sure. on the other side of the of, the only thing that was left, this is a photo I'm trying to find, yeah. is of rugby, old rugby posts that have been deserted. Because most people from the Eastern Cape played rugby. Yes. So there were as many rugby posts and by busy rabi you know um and 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 when that was gone it, that was the relic that was left mm. there that that showed just a pillar that's the, on the floor that's what, mm. that's what, that's what ha- happened to people mm. sure so and this this narrative this oh, sorry this narr- this story of illegal foreigners are taking your jobs suits the politicians very well because for 30 years they didn't create jobs for you. Mm. So this is a great umbrella that you've given them. Mm, and they're buying they it. Under, mm. Mozart is talking rubbish. He used to be minister of of health. Look at our hospitals. Mm. He's talking absolute nonsense and the worst thing we could do is to give him his get out get out of jail free card. Sure. These guys are talking they've been in power for 30 years. And we've got the highest unemployment for youth because of the policies that they put in they put in place mm. it's not illegal illegal foreigners that Kosatu is benefiting from through their the their, their investment companies and, mm. and and the labor broken companies sure so now if you were say a ceo of sab hypothetically speaking or one of the big corporates you know in south africa would you entertain these um, notions of operation tutula would you say okay would you take a, a stance as a as, as a businessman or do you turn a blind eye and, and continue to do your operations pet sab is not owned by south africans anymore it's owned by by brazilians yes <laughs> so Maybe, yeah you know they bought it right listed on the stock london stock exchange and the brazilians bought it over yeah so All of these South African companies that were sold off, and recently uh, uh, Pepsi has bought more companies. All South African, the mining companies left. 
under the noses of the politicians. They looked at all of this happening. The reason why the advertising industry is struggling, for instance, in South Africa, to a great deal, is because most companies are owned by international companies. So they have global accounts. So they have global accounts, mm. including SAB. Mm. South African sure. Breweries, it's called. Mm. But it's not a South African Breweries company anymore. Mm. So a lot, it's a, it's a, a thousand small things. So South Africa has had a cut by a thousand small razors. Mm. And if we're going to fix that, only people who can think and think globally can be able to fix that. But President Tabombege did. He went to Europe and got BMW to manufacture all their right-hand cars here. He did the same thing with Mercedes-Benz. You need a global view and not the view of BE as President Cyril Ramaphosa sees. All he can think of is 26%. You've got a slice of bread, give me 26%. I don't want the whole thing. Slice of cake, only give me 26%. Mm. That's why our children have got no jobs. Mm. Because their view is about BEE. Please mm. empower me, white man. I need it. I can't think of myself. Mm. But you know what? Below this huge layer of uh, actually a veneer, a thick, probably a thicker than normal veneer of yeah. suffering and, pov and poverty and despair, the young people bubbling up to go to grow higher, uh, like Batu Shoes and everybody else that you and you guys, yeah, you are doing the stuff. You're not asking for twenty six percent. You are doing your podcast. You just okay, have your white man podcast. And I'll, your white podcast, and the last 26 seconds I'll come in. That's <laughs> <what it is. laughs> so that's what it is. That's what it is. That's yeah. What it is. Mm, sure. You know? So it, that, that's how Radio Zulu used to work. Mm. Uh, but Massing, they used to have an hour of Radio Bantu, of, of radio, and then he would, he, it was called Radio Bantu. And I think it came in for about two minutes at first. Mm. And then when he was telling the story, he said, I was like, 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 I was yeah, but but then again, I mean, we are here, you know, and I think a lot of young people have become sort of despondent, you know, they've become apathetic. They don't see the glass half full. It's like, and also there's, I think, the, the, the mentality of government having to, you know, dish out grants or dish out help has become so entrenched that many people have, are just looking up to to the politicians to save them. How do we begin to change that? And also, I'm asking this because I feel like one of the biggest injustices that this current uh, dispensation has, has done is around education. You know, that 30% pass rate really has sort of entrenched a lot of unwanted, um, I'd say, ways of doing things and thinking. Because even if you fail, uh, did you know that if you fail twice, it push you over to the next grade, whether you deserve it or not, type of thing. To get you out of the system. Yeah, to get you out of the system. <clears throat> you know, Pat, forget the marks. That's the result. We want education. Yes. I mean, education results right now are terrible. After the violence, we went down to Peter Meritzburg after the meeting um, to try and see how can we shut down the devil's workshops. You know, the saying, the idle mind is a devil's workshop. Sure. And then we looked at the numbers. We found that 60% of people in Peter Maritzburg don't have metric, and mm. only 14% have got post metric. Yes. And Peter Maritzburg is one, is one of the better parts of the country. Mm. Yeah. So, what most. more? We went down to, to Dundee. Yeah, Dundee. Mm. And there's, a family, there's a village they call us, about 6,000 people don't have water. Mm. I mean, I've never put up a pipe in my life, but we managed to find a family and then a company to help them. You know, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Mm. Um, and now they've got water. You know, I mean, we looked, the nearest water source was on Kuma, six kilometers from, from most of the houses. It was a sure. well that families have dug. And 
dogs drink out of there and sometimes they drown calves are like kids you know they drown mm. as well there's a child who had drowned in there and they have to dredge the the, mm. the well with their own uh, buckets it's terrible this is 2022 so we're just creating a pool of an underclass because the kids they don't spend as much time at school as they should yeah there people have got a post matric qualification at 1.92% sure so even if you were to put up a factory tomorrow you will not be able to hire anybody you have to bring in people from outside sure and you end up with what you call illegal foreigners uh-huh. or whatever the case may be but what we need to do is we have to relook education we're working with a, a community in, in Akhiso they invited us to come and speak as Africa's promise retired teachers we said why don't you write a, 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 a book a maths book in Setswana Mm. They told us last week that the project is going on fantastically. Amazing. Because mm. if we don't have the material, we'll not be able to teach. Mm. I learned my first few years of maths and science in Misizulu, which mm. was easy because it's things the language I speak at home. You know, so when I walk to school, Lesendalo, I'm not scared of science, I'm not scared of nature. Um, <laughs> but if you're going to make it this very myst- mysterious thing, people are going to fail. It. Mm, it's too mm. far for me to actually it's too far. understand. Yeah. Mm. So it's simple things. Uh and you don't have to start at university it's too late mm. because then you have to manufacture too many words. Mm. A friend of mine is Chava from Lesotho. Um he explained this so well. He said when they did fractions at school the teacher said little lady tuba so bring hey, sticks. Tuba. Mm. <laughs> and then they were breaking the sticks into fractions. I was going to say and then <laughs> you were so probably and an orange you remember what an orange <laughs> is. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? But at Tuba, you're going to pick up. Mm. Orange, you have to go buy. Mm. You know what I mean? But mm. Tuba, you're going you know, mm. to bring it in the classroom. Education is like staple food. It's mm. not, it's got to be homegrown. What did these guys do? They went to Australia for outcomes-based education. Mm. Sure. Because they have, they have no confidence in themselves. Mm. They do not believe in who they are. And now that's how they're buying the, the nonsensical story of illegal, illegal foreigners. because they lack belief in themselves they taking out on people who are poor mm. sure yeah ne it's uh, it, it it really calls for like you said change you know and just taking people out of these critical positions and some fresh new blood but also don't you think going up north as well it's a, it's because one can also say okay cool in, in as much as we say they are, we have illegal foreigners here but what what are they what are they doing outside of like why why isn't zimbabwe also you know doing something for their people why isn't cote d'ivoire and drc and nigeria creating conducive <clears throat> environment for their people to stay it's the problem of the black people of we people who are darker than blue as kids may feel say <laughs> we are making lives hard for our people can i just read this chapter please, please? sure The title is A Golden City Dying. The ghost of the golden city stood defiantly against the storm clouds. The mighty tower of Hillbrow kissed the heavens as it always has, while down below big rats that wrestled feral cats paraded rudely through the streets, swimming across gushing rivers of open sewer, terrifying children and adults alike. The city's dishonorable mayor was suddenly shy. ashamed of the fact that he'd been caught with his hands down deep in the money jar the high-rise buildings were overloaded with refugees from other countries it was amazing that they had never tipped over the once exclusive apartments and upmarket offices now looked like caves hmm. slum lords who had hijacked these buildings collected handsome ransoms from desperate people whose only crime was to be born in a warring state Do you remember Claim Street? the sage asked. Yes, Hakuna replied. It used to be the most golden street in the city of gold, she continued. But now the sight of Hillbrow burns my eyes and hurts my soul. It shows how bad things have become in our country. Do you think that the people who live in the squalor like it? the sage asked. No, Hakuna replied. I think they love their families too. and would rather be with them in their home countries rather than in the dangerous streets of Johannesburg 
except that the streets of wherever they come from are also as horrid and dangerous. Overridden by bandits with pangas and causing pangs of hunger, the sage said. Could there be any other reason? Hakuna asked. There is no nice time on the streets of Johannesburg. People are drowning in desperation, the sage said. Mm. There is more pain than happiness, Hakuna added. So why do you think they came to this country? It's simple. South Africa was once the beacon of hope for the whole world, the sage replied. Mandela, Tutu Mbegi, and other great South Africans told the world in the TV commercial that South Africa was alive with possibility. So people came here in their millions, the sage said. Are they still in search of those possibilities? Yes, the sage replied. It was the gold rush all over again, but now that those possibilities have evaporated, people are turning against each other. They're having brutal fights. When will it end? Hakuna asked. It won't, my dearest Hakuna. The storm is blowing this way. Someday South Africans will become refugees again, the sage said, unless you do something. Me? Yes, my dearest Hakuna. A nation can only succeed if there are people who have the conscience to step forward and be insulted, frisked and ridiculed in every way. Imaginable for the good country, for the good of their own country, the sage replied. You are going to be the next refugees unless you change this country. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, hey. No, it's uh, it's really sobering, you know. Um, it's really sobering our life. And yeah. seldom I feel this way. Because <laughs> I always hyped up and excited all the stuff. But yeah, um, yeah it's, it's it's really sobering, and I think more than anything, Bumi, I think the the responsibilities are much larger than we think, you know, because we also try, uh, uh, Mr. K, you know, in our own little circles. Because I mean, I employ for five young people, you know, on a permanent basis, and I work a lot with uh, freelancers when we get like bigger projects. And I think one could also look at that and be like, hey, how do I scale it? You know, and also given the fact that, and this is something that I'd like to ask you because I saw um, you, you did that uh, King James uh, video when they were announcing the, the acquisition by mm. Accenture. You know, it was a beautiful story that, that you told. And I learned that also you're once part of um, the leadership. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. at, at, at King James, you know. So, You've been in agencies and you've seen things change. Um, for someone that's like myself, now I'm asking for me free consultation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who's starting out this agency and 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 one. I mean, there's. I don't know whether it's something we tell ourselves in terms of um, the industry itself. Because, like for example, I'll tell you for free. Like I, I avoid even approaching white people for business because there's a high chance that. I, I won't get it versus when I approach a fellow black brother or sister who's at a at a, at a big corporate. Um, how do how do we break that 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 ceiling of to say, look, we can, I can walk into any building and and pitch my ideas and hopefully get something. You know, Pet, it's as big as your dreams. It's as big as your wishes your business. Yes. You are, and with you, Mbumi, as well, you are what we dreamed of. So, when I look at, at, at you guys, I feel like I was successful. I'm successful. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm successful because when I got into the industry, we were fighting um, so that people like you could make it. Uh, one of the people who fought for me heavily, and I was helped by a lot of people. Yeah. Zingi Samkuma, Tami Wazwai, Joe Tolwe, both black and white. But don't limit yourself. Um, you, you are best in the world. 
So if you are the best in the world, you're the best in the business. And you must wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and say that and go, you are the best in the business. And go out and do it because you are. You know, um, and nobody's going to tell you that. If you don't believe in yourself, who should? Mm. You know, go out there. You've got the best product. You know how to put it well. And go there without any fear. Because you are the best in the business. Look at how great we're doing around the world in the Olympics. Black people I'm talking about. Yeah. Look at in the movies. You know, we've got this great talent for creative arts. And and advertising is commercial arts, really. You just you get paid to do it. Yeah. You know? So you will sell, I mean, I sell to black people and to white people. And, and please, I, I beg you, I beg you, don't confine yourself to the color of your skin and how somebody else looks at you. you. Sure. Don't, don't let that. You know, um, shoes are black, as they say, and my skin is not that. I'm, I'm, I'm an African. I'm who I am. So, don't let that confine you. That was for my generation. Mm. You know, people have spilled their blood so that the world can be open. But remember, we own the cradle of humankind. We, <laughs> uh, we, we went to a pitch one time and we walked in there, Kuzwaya Bungoni, Yeah. And this guy from Washington says to me, <laughs> he was telling somebody else, I know that, you know. God created Mguni. And and in Zulu uh, mythology, he gave the land to his daughter, Umtian, so that mm. the always the woman makes sure that she tills the land so mm. she could feed the kids. Mm. But that's our mythology, you know. Mm. So guys. You are the ones we've been rooting for. You know, when, when, when somebody runs a stadium, we used to have an Olympic, I'm, I'm a sports every Wednesday, and we'd have all the schools in the township. And we had this one guy. Uh, I mean, I, we, we used to root for him like you won't believe. I mean, he wasn't the best runner. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, he was I, your guy's just runner. He was our guy. I'm never going to lose go there. Just say. Like the second last, but hey, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so we've been ro we're rooting for you guys. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I know. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. No. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I, th I think more than anything, it, it also comes from a place of how we were raised, and I think that's how my 2000. I think they're gonna when well, this transformation thing. They, they, I think they will just ravage it real quick because they are not scared of of the the current setup you know they approach it actually i went to yesterday i went past where i used to stay um there in auckland park yeah so <laughs> so, they, so so the caretaker was a white lady mm. so now if you make a little noise like she'll come hey you're making noise like kids are starting so the security guards are telling me that this is this 2000 so you went there they were like hey don't ever come back here. I'm paying to stay here. So obviously it's a little rude, but they like, you know, they're not buying any of that, yeah. you know, to say we are all equal. So give us, give us some space, you know, and, and we're paying to stay here and then, and, and so, yeah. So I, I guess also it can only get better. It will. Yesterday. It is getting better. We must just, there's got to be a change of heart or a change of people. Yeah. And I think, like I said, these guys' hearts are just, they're not beating anymore. Um, there's going to be a change of people. Maybe they're beating here. As a podcast. As a podcast. Yeah, movie anything from your side. It's almost an hour of nothing but sobering thoughts. Do you have a pencil so I can sign the books for you? We, you we're going to get a pen. No, no, a pencil. Oh, pencil. Okay. I heard this. There's a, there's a guy I loved and became a friend. Yeah. He wrote the first political book I ever read. Uh, called Pandit, he Lewin. So when he got arrested, uh, 
there was, you know, there were a lot of liberation movements in South Africa. Organizations yeah, at the, the time. Mm. Yeah, the one was called the African Resistance Movement. Yes. Mostly white people. Mm. Oh. And they blew the pylons. Uh, you know, they, they would exp- they, he got arrested. Sure. They placed a bomb at Park Station mm. on the whites only section. Ha! Huh. Um, That's a load shedding already. Yeah. <laughs> so he got arrested. And when he got to jail, he asked for the Bible and a pencil. Mm. And the reason why for a pencil, because unless you actively erase it, mm. a pen, the graphite is permanent. Whereas a pen, if the water, if the coffee spills on your book, the ink, the ink washes off. Sure. So, wow. and then some, so when he got, went out of jail, when he got out of jail, mm. uh, 10 years later, he asked for his Bible. They gave him his Bible. And in the, between the verses, he'd written the whole story of what was going inside prison. Sure. Mm. The first woman he saw being hanged. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> and so, so, but if you don't have, we don't have a yeah. pencil. A pen is also good. We'll we'll look for one. We'll, we'll look, look for one. one sure but also, I mean, why, why do you think that sort of history? Because I mean, a lot of what you were talking about earlier on, like it was sort of new information to me, and I don't consider myself as someone who's ignorant, you know, in terms of acquiring you know, knowledge, uh, it, information and knowledge. Why are we not told the entire sort of because it suits those History. in power. So it suits those in power. My my friend's great grandparent escaped from Robben Island. Uh, they disarmed the guards. Unfortunately, they capsized with a boat when they got to Milneton. I wonder if you know yeah. Cape Town. But people would rather not talk about those stories because then it, it, it takes away the, the shine for them. Sure. Um, you know, it's it, like I say. I mean, our struggle did not start. It'd be it's, it's, it'd be a great. It is, our struggle did not start. And the liberation it didn't start in 1947 or 1912. Mm. You know, it started much earlier. People like Abu Bambata, you know, who raided the British. Mm. And unfortunately, because the guys had heard of, of, of gin, they got into the artillery and then they found weapons there. They thought, oh, here's some gin. They drank it. <laughs> Meanwhile, it was paraffin. Oh, imagine that. We've got a rich history that everybody wants to look at through a very, very narrow lens. Yeah. Because then it takes away their glory if we if mm. we talk about who we are. Imagine having a passion project of humanizing apartheid and it's just stories of perceptions yeah. of what people went Apartheid, I mean, I grew up in a place that's pre-apartheid. Mm. My family, that's why we've got, that's why I've got, People of different didn't start. Apartheid started in 1948. Mm. Our nation wasn't born in 1948. Mm. Springs here, 50 kilometers, was started before it was 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 promulgated in 1928. Mm. Great towns like uh, Matatiela, Matataile, as they used to call it, mm, sure. amazing. You know, uh, the smuggling that used to go there. As new towns were coming. But we could be here the whole day. We could. <laughs> we could. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. But yeah. on that thank note, you guys. thank you so yeah. much, Mr. K. It's been an honor um, yeah, to have you. this conversation with you. Um, it's been my great pleasure. And then I think what we thought we were here for is definitely not we, what we left or leaving <laughs> with. No, no, it is. It is. Because brands, like we spoke earlier, there are great guys like Mies van der Rohe, mm. Ferdinand Porsche, who built Porsche, uh, and, and, and his grandson, Ferdinand Pierre. They... they but the products that they're building, they have, that they built, they elevated the way people see their nations around the world. Mm, sure. So it's it's not so what you guys are doing, pattern brands, and it's what you guys are doing, is exactly what we need to build the nation. And when the nation is built, you'll be able to sell more brands around the world. So let's yeah. sell that story. Let's sell that story <laughs> and, and that Linala story, you yeah. know. May Linala uh, grow and become one of the South Africa's greatest exports. It shall be. Yeah. It shall be. It shall be. And I don't even know if we, 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 we should go into the quiz. No, no, no. We must we do have the to. Okay, no, okay. We must do the quiz. I don't know. I felt if like we left on such an amazing it, note. I don't know if we needed I'm to. Not, I'm, not, I'm, not, yeah, I'm not good with quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> sure you'll do okay no, i mean the first one is porsche so no, oh yeah I'm, I'm not good at quizzes <laughs> yeah no let's, let's see let's end it off on a lighter note because we like to uh to to leave things in a, in a, uh, on a very light light note because it's a millennial thing <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, 
I, I, have, I, have, I have a, what do you, a trauma. A trauma. It sounds for, like yeah. it already. <laughs> because a friend of mine whom we rooted for went out on TV, went school, <laughs> and all he ever said was, Ndola. <laughs> just move on, move on. So, it so sounded I, like an economics I, I, quiz. No, no, I, I, I then made a call. Yeah. I'll never do a quiz in public. So, <laughs> So may, I, sh- I should walk away from my decision that I made. You can't. In wow, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Maybe let's not call it a quiz. It's just a check-in. Uh, yeah, let's, see. let's see if you still know uh, your brands. But we take it away. Mr. K, what is the name of the South African artist that partnered with Porsches last year uh, to deliver a unique Porsche 911 Carrera Coupe? Hey, hey, okay. I even saw that. That's the, my hey, car. No. Sorry, that's my future car. I don't even know what a Porsche is. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yet we just spoke about it. <laughs> no, there are shoes. No, I don't know. I, I don't do quizzes. When I grew up, Porsche were shoes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but let, let's take a chance. No, man, I, I don't like doing quizzes. You don't like, yeah, you, you know why? Because my brain is a lot slower sometimes. So, so it's a multiple choice. So, give no, me three options no, and choose one. I don't, and, uh, I don't do quizzes. I don't do quizzes. Our first <laughs> guest that has denied doing a quiz. I, I mean, I, 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 I made a call. Like, yeah, I should stay with it. My, you know, my daughter's great with quizzes. Pumi's great with quizzes. Yeah, um, she's fantastic. She, she, she. I love how we have everybody else who's doing quizzes except the guests that we have. <laughs> I, I don't do quizzes. <laughs> but you know what? We all respect your decision. Yes. Um, and yeah, I think where can people know more about Mr. K in terms of joining and getting involved with the organization? Where can they go? Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Uh, to our website, www.southafricaspromise.org.za. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can find more information. Um, I saw there's also getting involved if you want to get involved and learn more about Absolutely. the movement. And, and you can download the book. And I, I know I don't think my grandmother, my, sorry, I don't think my aunt will, will hear this, but we used to steal books at, at, when we were kids. And oh, I don't want yeah. anybody to get into that. That's why it's free. Get into the shop sure. and then, you know, and, and then steal the book. And then the one friend of mine, unfortunately, then got into bigger things. Mm. But Eesh. thankfully, he became a teacher when <laughs> he went to prison. And okay. and he's he's a fantastic guy. He's very successful. Sure. sure. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. Great. <laughs> that's why it's free. Thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, this is uh, this was an unusual episode in yeah. <laughs> many fronts, but really a good one. Um, got us thinking, got us, you know, actually thinking about our contribution going forward. You know, I think we saw the podcast as just me and Bumi just chatting. I think it's much, much bigger than that, Bumi, from yeah. an impact perspective. Yeah. And we should do more, Yeah, you know, in terms of uh, just promoting it and getting people to to be acquainted with this kind of knowledge, you know? Yeah. Certainly. So for myself, for Nompomelelo, as always, please make sure to listen, share, subscribe. What else do they do? They comment. Comment. And also go to nominate your favorite youth-owned brand. <laughs> it's open to everyone, everyone, yeah. you know. Uh, but uh, the, the criteria is simple. The brand must be owned by someone between the ages of 18 and 35. And it must be... It must have some digital presence as well, so that when we do our judging and auditing, you know, we can be able to get the stuff. But yeah, from me, Pat Masangungi, Tina Khailale. And for myself, Unumpumelelo, have a lovely morning, afternoon, wherever and whenever you're listening to us. Goodbye. Cheers. This podcast is brought to you by Lerato Agency and Lenala Beauty.